Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Empty the chamber on And how do you do that? Four, six seconds, point eight, point feet, everything you got. Everything you got. Turn that shit up. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the Scoop World Order. It is Wednesday night. Uh, this will be posted Thursday morning. It is getting close, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, got a little preview of what was going on in practice today. Some crazy rumors are going around uh, the internet about Georgia uh, putting cameras in the Benz Dome. Talk about that. Uh, just a ton. And man, it's almost here. You got two more sleeps to get through Thursday. The bank chat will be going all day on Thursday. Friday, we'll have coverage wall to wall. And then Saturday, it is go time. It is the best day of the year for college football. Three premier games, two playoff games. It is going to be crazy. So appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. As always, we are thankful and grateful for you guys. Click that like button. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you guys. Uh, comment, who would you start at running back? Because that's going to be one of the, the major questions. Mine Orton's absent from practice today. Uh, Dallin Hayden taking turns with the ones. Uh, you know, Chip's going to get his touches. He was at the press conference. Uh, a lot of questions. I don't think that uh, any of them particularly make a difference. I don't think that we have uh, with Trey being out. I don't think we have a true factor back. So I think all those guys are going to play a lot. Uh, but I'd love to hear your comments. Who would you start at running back? How would you split the carries? Uh, love your input on that. That being said, bring in my good friend, Nevada Buck. Nevada, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good as uh, as Kirby Smart is when he's watching that secret camera film from the uh, from the, the practice facility today. That's uh, that was pretty sly by uh, by Kirby, and that's pretty good detective work by us to sniff that out. You know, so that got posted on uh, one of the sites. Jeff Snook wrote something about it. I mean, could it happen? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a giant stadium. Um, I. I lived in that situation when we played LSU uh, before the national championship in 07, we practiced at Tulane and Tulane's field is surrounded by like apartment buildings and you know, residential. I mean, so it's like, if you, if someone wanted to do it, they could easily do it. It was, you know, there's, there's logistically, there's just some, uh, I don't know, like consternation where there's just a bunch of open windows surrounding your building. And they're from high floors where, you know, if you wanted to roll, roll tape and copy and, you know, get practice, you could. Um, I don't know what kind of advantage that would give you. I don't think it's much of an advantage, but I could be crazy. Uh, the Benz Dome obviously is perfect if you don't want to do that because there's so many suites and canopies and nooks. And, and when you're, you're at Georgia, 
you know, the thing about like when you play in Louisiana against LSU or you play Georgia, Georgia, everybody in that state wants Georgia to win. Like nobody's rooting for you. It's not like you're playing in the Rose Bowl and it's like Utah versus Ohio State and people don't really care. But when you're playing in Georgia, it's just like, you know, everybody hates you. You know, everybody's against you. You know that most of the people that own those suites are Georgia alumni or you know, they, they, they do better when Georgia wins. You know, I think even deep down with the Peach Bowl, you know, if Georgia wins, that's good for the state of Georgia. And, you know, the Peach Bowl is the state of Georgia. And Georgia football is important to the state of Georgia. So, again, is this tinfoil hat stuff? Probably. But is it crazy? No. Um, but your thoughts on, on all the, the wacky stuff I just said, Nevada? Well, I mean, I, I, the, the, the problem, this is what the problem is with the Internet in 2022 is somebody can post something ridiculous like that and somebody else can repeat it. And it just kind of goes round and round. And uh, yeah, I, I just think stuff like that is just, you know, it's such, it's such chewy, but it makes for you know good internet fodder and people like to talk about that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could give Kirby Smart like a, a Subway sandwich and a six pack of Red Bull and you could watch practice. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what, how much he would get out of watching that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you, you, you don't know what they're going to call or when they're going to call it or how they're going to call it or why they're going to call it or what they're going to do. And so, um, uh, I'm not really sure what advantage you would get out of out of doing that, unless it was maybe, you know, if a team was completely scripting plays and you were doing the old Bill Belichick, I'm going to watch the first 15 plays of the of the greatest show on turf type of thing. But you know, I, I like I said, I think it's a bunch of nothing. But you know, who the heck knows? Yeah, I, I again, I I think that you know, there's not much to glean once you've watched 12, you know, however many films they exchange, they exchange the last few years of film or whatever. Once you've watched all that, like, I mean, you're not, you know, watching practice. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, just, I don't I don't know what you could really glean from it. Uh, I mean, I would get if you try to get the signals or whatever. But, you know, a lot of times they just call they call the stuff. You know, they call the plays uh, to the quarterback. Um, sometimes they'll signal it in. But, again, it is it is what it is at this point. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Nevada Mayan was out today. They said sickness, injury. Um I don't know. Like, how are you feeling heading towards the game? What have you heard, uh, you know, between Mayan and Chip and Dip? Uh, who, who who do you start? How do you think the reps are going to split out? Um, does it matter if Mayan isn't 100% going into the game? Well, uh, what, I, what I've heard is the injury, you know, that he had a great day of practice the day before. Oh, God, got to love that gurgling sound there from Kirk's hydrating right now, man. I'm telling you what, this is this is the favorite. best for you for you guys out there in, in uh, Internet land. You guys like we need a, like a, a vote, some sort of a vote, like thumbs up or thumbs down on the Kirk drinking during the uh, the uh, telecast here. But uh, but I yeah, read it in the chat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Make him stop. Um, my no, I think I think my Yeah, I think mine's got the flu. And I think that's why he wasn't at the press availabilities. And, um, you know, I think this was you know, sickness related. I think his the injury, as far as I know, is, you know, was he had his best day of practice the day before. So I think it's going to come down to a game time decision. You know, how sharp does he feel? You know, how's he doing? But as we talked about yesterday, I'm, I'm really kind of indifferent. I just want whoever's on 100%, whether it's Dallin or Chip or whomever, just give me the 100% back because I think that they're pretty much interchangeable. I think once you take Trey Henderson out of the mix, none of these guys are really game breakers and they're all serviceable and all good enough to get it done. So I'm not that concerned about it. Um, hopefully mine's better, gives us a third option, but uh, 
Tech. I'd even put Xavier Johnson back there and, and live with that as well. So uh, I think we've got lots of options and all, a lot of them good ones. Thank you, big Bucks fan. Appreciate it. He wrote, drink up. Appreciate you, bro. It's one nothing for the good guys. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think when all the backs are kind of equal and you don't really have like, you know, without Trey, you don't have that factor back. Uh, like, you know, in, in 07, like if we didn't have Beanie Wells, it was, there's a dramatic drop off from Beanie to Boom Heron. God bless. I love, I love Boom and Brandon Sane and those guys, but they weren't Beanie. Uh, and, and I just think that, you know, you, 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 when all the guys are basically kind of the same, they're all kind of, they're good plus backs, but they're not elite. They're not Ezekiel Elliott first round type backs that I think that it's not going to make a big difference. And plus the way we throw the ball and, you know, I mean, we don't throw to our backs ever and they might get maybe 20 carries in the game. You know, if we have 70 plays, we'll probably call 50 passes, you know, cause we call, you know, our bubble, you know, our trademark bubble screens that never work. We love calling those. Uh, we love calling, uh, throwing to the tight end so you know the running backs I think in the last 30 years I don't think we've ever had you know a more minimal amount of production from our running backs but I could be nuts and and Georgia is fantastic at stopping the run so I think this is going to be an aerial show for us to beat those guys we're going to throw it over their heads and I think we can that's the thing that's going to be intriguing is you know what we stink at is you know is is running the ball and what they're good at is stopping the run. So what they're not good at is stopping the pass, and we can throw it on anybody. So that's where I think the game is is trending towards going to. Now, that being said, I would still try to run on these guys because I just, you know, I've seen this song and dance before when we played LSU and we played Florida and, oh, you can't run on those guys and SEC speed and all that. And we ran all over those guys. If anything, we went away from the run too early in both those games, and it, it ended up killing us. Um especially against LSU. Uh, Nevada, Matt Jones, uh, you, know, uh, you had a nugget. God, it's been like two weeks. Matt Jones has been running with the ones. That was confirmed today by uh, the the horde that got to go watch practice for 15 minutes, watch the most worthless part of practice, the beginning of practice, where the whole staff does you're out there. You're going to get to watch a couple of individual drills and like field goal protection, which is, again, worthless. Uh, but Matt's running with the ones. Your thoughts on that and what kind of impact that's going to have in the game versus Jalen Carter? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, I think it's going to have a big impact. And I think, you know, that's obviously a nice piece to have, even though I think we've got some flexibility on there on the, uh, in, on the offensive line. And, you know, the, you know, back to your earlier point about running the ball. Uh, yeah, my biggest concern in this game is that we just become Chuck at Charlie and forget the run. Because I, 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 I don't disagree with you, even though you know, I'm disagreeing with the All-American uh, offensive tackle. I don't think we suck at running the ball. I think we're totally fine at running the ball. I think that we just have to be less predictable about running the ball, and I think we can run the ball very effectively. So I think you've got to take it when they give it to you. You've got to be clever about how you attack them. You've got to attack the edges. Um, and I think you've got to use you know their natural aggression on defense against them. But I don't want to see us just go back and throw the ball. I've seen what happens when we go back and throw it 60 times a day or 50 times and just completely abandon the pass and become Chuck at Charlie. I, I think that's a recipe for uh, for disaster. I think we've got to stay balanced, keep them off their, you know, on their toes and, um, you know, you know, really use the whole field and, and attack in a lot of different ways because I like our backs. I, I think we can win with Dallin Hayden. We can win with Chip and, um, you know, I, I think we can run on them. I think we can run on them and, you know, would I run into them and just attack them relentlessly over and over? No, but I certainly wouldn't, 
you know, the last thing you want to do is give Ryan Day an excuse to throw it 60 times because he will. And, and I think that would be a huge mistake, and I, and I hope we don't go that direction. Yeah, I, I think in terms of a, a, a talent perspective, you know, if we, uh, if we get our guys rolling, because I, I think we're the most talented offensive line that they've seen all year. Again, Paris Johnson is going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, Matt Jones uh, has, has been playing well as a, a fifth-year guy. Luke Whipler is likely out, probably be a mid-round pick. Dewan will probably be a mid-round pick. Donnie is, you know, his first team all Big Ten as a true sophomore. That's a talented group, you know. And, and again, Georgia, you know, they didn't see Bama. Um, I don't know what O line would have been comparable from a talent perspective, just in terms of having two. You know, you have a, a premium pick tackle with PJ, and then you've got Dewan. I mean, we've got like just and talent is based off of NFL evaluations, not off of me being an Ohio State O line guy and. You know, those guys being, you know, my dudes, like it's more because like these guys are going to get picked high. They're, they're, they're talented dudes. They got a lot on the line. Like, again, like that's something that I think people don't like to talk about as much. But when these guys are, this is their last audition before the NFL draft, potentially, you know, if, if we don't get the job done, I mean, th- these guys are one of them got to put good film out there. So they're going to be ready to go against Jalen Carter and ready to go against these DNs and this is the film that every GM and scout is going to watch first when they're evaluating Ohio State's players. So I think that, you know, these guys are going to be motivated to, to play well. And I think there's a lot of guys that, I mean, CJ Stroud. I mean, CJ Stroud is going to have the game of his life. CJ Stroud's going to run for 40 yards. Uh, I think he's going to run for th- four or five first downs for us to win. Um, and he may or may not do that. It depends on if he really wants to win the game. Because you know, I, I think that, uh, I think Georgia's very beatable. I really do. And I might be completely insane and we might lose 77 to nothing and I might be an idiot, but I watch them on film. I don't, you know, I, again, I, do they have fantastic players? Absolutely. The number one in the country undefeated return, you know, reigning defending champions, all that. But like, they don't have a George Pickens, you know, who was, you know, the second round pick receiver star for the, the Steelers. They don't have James cook who is, is starting to really come on for the bills. You know, it'd probably be a big factor in the playoffs for the bills. I don't see that. You know, obviously their, their their offense runs through their tight ends, which is you know it's it's different in modern college football. Um, defensively, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as they were last year. They're still fantastic, still by far the best defense we've seen all year, but it's not even close to what it was last year. Last year was maybe the best defense in college football history. This year, it's is is the best defense in college football, but it's not it's not at the level of last year's. And they only have twenty three sacks on the year in terms of players dressing in the game. Um, you know, Nolan Smith is out. He had three sacks. I mean, you have 23 sacks dressing for the game, which is it's crazy because you got to figure Georgia probably plays with the lead as much as any team in the country because they're so dominant. So you'd assume that they'd be getting after the quarterback because teams would be coming from behind and throwing the ball, but they're not getting to the quarterback for whatever reason. And, and you're they're not playing BAM every week either. So they're playing bad teams in the SEC, bad teams out of conference, and – you know, they're just, they're not getting home at the rate that they did last year. I mean, last year, much, much more production from, from a sack standpoint. So I think that they're, I think they're beatable. And I, and again, I could eat my words. We could lose 77, nothing. People come back, call me an idiot. And I'm fine with that. Uh, Nevada, where are you at? You know, we're three days out now. How are you feeling? Um, I'm sure nothing from the, the, the short media deal changed your mind, but how are you feeling three days out from the game? No, they're feeling good. You know, just you know, what's uh, what's been interesting is just trying to get a feel for these bowl games in terms of how the bowl games are going, how the conference matchups are going, how they're looking. You know, the SEC certainly looks beatable during here during bowl season. Um, 
one thing that was just striking to me about watching these bowl games, and I, I don't know who else out there is watching as many bowl games as I am, but I'm, I'm watching them all, is, man, everybody runs the quarterback. Everybody. And it's like we're, we are such an outlier in terms of how much we don't run the quarterback. It's like every time anybody else has third and short, fourth and short, near the goal line, near the, they're going to the quarterback run every single time. That's all they do. And Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Um, that's really, uh, I, 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 I was kind of expanding on your uh, point earlier about CJ running. I hope we run. I, ho I hope we run. I hope we play aggressively. Um, I'm watching Kiffin. You know, he's a little overmatched here against Texas Tech. But, man, he, he went for it on fourth and one from his own 11-yard line. And, I mean, it's like he's just he's using all four downs. He's going for it. He's just he's letting us all hang out. And, man, I respect that. Like, if you're going to lose, you know, lose that way. Don't lose, you know, running into whomever and, uh, you know, punting the ball from the, the – uh, 45 yard line or, or doing whatever just let's just go out on our shields let's uh let's let it all hang out against georgia let's play their, their, georgia is not a great team georgia's a very very good team a very very beatable team we just need to play a clean game play a smart game play our game and uh we'll come out with a victory so i'm i'm, I'm feeling good can't wait for the game to get going yeah i think it's a massive chance for retribution for the team you know again uh what's up david david pinteric is on the live he's asking questions i i think you just have to you know you have to survive the initial storm you know because george is going to throw you, you watch the beginning of the big games that they play in their first series man they throw bear defense odd defense they shift you know the two down defense like literally like every crazy thing you can run it they run that like the first couple drives uh they did it against bam last year in the championship they're going to throw crazy stuff at us to start, get us confused, get us flustered, get us off our game. Excuse me. And you just have to survive that. And I think that that's going to be the key is just weathering the storm. I think leadership is key. I think Justin Fry is going to be key just because he's going to be down on the sideline diagnosing the crazy looks we're going to see. I know they have a good plan for Bear. Uh, I'd expect to see some Bear defense on early downs, you know, in case we try to do, we do try to run it get some matchups, get some pass rush ma matchups. Um, you know, and again, it just it depends on how bold they feel like being versus our two receivers because versus the Mecca and Marv, you know, I don't think you could run much cover zero. I think you should get eaten alive by our guys, but you know, maybe they, they, they throw that, that fastball at us and, and see if we can hit it. I mean, it'll be real interesting, but I, um, I don't know. Like I have like a, a, a strange confidence right now where I just feel good about the team where they're at. I, I think that, these guys getting embarrassed and humiliated at home, Michigan, 
than just getting beat down for a month straight of living in Ohio and surrounding states and everybody asking what happened in the game. You know, it, it, it just can't help but make these guys really angry. You know, and, and I hope they play like an angry team. I hope that they play like a team that, you know, has been counted out, has been kind of crapped on by Buckeye Nation because, you know, it's not acceptable to lose to Michigan. But, you know, there's some people that take it to like a different extreme degree where it is really nasty how they how they are to these kids. And these kids got a, a chance to kind of, you know, sh- you know, shove it, shove it, you know, for those guys. And I, and I think that, that's that's always kind of exciting because you know after a loss one of the cool things you get to is you get to close ranks you get to get rid of kind of the phony fake fans and really see who's really with you who's riding with you and and i think it's going to be you know these guys have an opportunity to win national title still and and people you know we've got this like this fog of depression with some of our fans that are like oh well they're like eeyore oh we're gonna lose to georgia oh i don't want to be embarrassed so i don't want to hear the sec chant oh i you know, and I'm like, guys, like, the, the, Georgia's not that good. I mean, they're they're really good. They're a worthy number one overall team. But Vegas has us as the number two seed in the whole tournament. So, I mean, you know, and we're, what, a six-point dog, which, again, if you're playing in a champion, you know, in a championship-level football game, like in the playoffs, and it's in Georgia, that's probably worth, I don't know, at least three. You know, and Georgia's a returning champion, and their quarterback won the, the thing last year, and Kirby Smart's got a ring, so he's got experience, so... You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I could see six points, but if our guys show up and actually play ball and they don't play scared and our quarterback doesn't play like a puss, then we have a great chance of winning. But, you know, he's got to decide that he wants to be the man and not just be this this flaccid being that he 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 tends to be. Like, I mean, he's got to go out and be the man versus Georgia. And we'll see if he can do it. Because, again, like, you know, he's been the man versus Indiana and Maryland and you know, Arkansas State, but you got to do it against like a good team, you know, and, and Utah wasn't a good team. Like, I mean, you got to do it against a good team to, to mean anything at Ohio State and his legacy is on the line and, and he has a chance to win a national title. So, you know, and, and what they do in the matchup of their pass defense versus our pass offense, he should be salivating to get out there on Saturday night. Uh, Nevada, how, like, what is your gut right now? Like, how do you see this game playing all the intel you're getting again, like there is, I mean, there's like source of Palooza down there right now. What, um, how are you feeling right now? I, I, I think it's a high scoring game. I think it's going to be, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get a ton of stops. I don't think they're going to get a ton of stops. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. You know, I see this game being played in the high thirties and the forties, and it's going to be one of those things that, you know, you know, can you get ahead and, get you know one more negative play than they get one more holding call one more turnover one more tip pass one more big play on on special teams um that's how i see this game playing out i see i see it being like a 42 38 type of game and um you know i i think it's a coin flip so uh you know from from ohio state from a gambling perspective do i like having ohio state plus the points yeah i think a lot of people feel that way and that's why uh Ohio State's you know maintained that six and a half point line despite so much public action on uh, on Georgia. So no, I'm I'm I, I see it being a high scoring affair, and I think it's going to be an entertaining you know it's going to be an entertaining game for the fans, and it's going to be a nail biter that's going to come down the end. I, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope Ohio State blows them out, and it's completely boring because nothing uh, nothing would please me more than to have a repeat of uh, 2020 Clemson on our hands. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're just going to take their shots and go get after them, throw it over their heads, uh, scare them again. Just don't, don't play scared. I mean, you have no pressure. You're the four seed. You know, everyone's going to project Georgia to win. So it, it just, 
if there's ever a game that's it's fun to play, and it's this one because you're you're the dog. <laughs> you're in Georgia. Everybody there hates you. Everybody there wants you to lose. So I mean, what better opportunity do you have than to than to go win this game down there, silence the the SEC juggernaut? Um, you know, I I just I don't know. I, I feel better and better the more I think about it, the more I study the film because again I, I sit and watch film. I watch film. For hours a day, seeing what's going on. Yeah, you know, I've watched the SEC title game. I watched the Oregon game. I uh, watched both the last year's Alabama games. Even though it's a different coordinator, it's still Kirby's defense. Just kind of seeing what they like to do, and you know, it's just it's just startling when you look at the talent on last year's defense versus this year's defense. It is just not even close. Um, because again, you know, they had Jordan Davis, they had uh, their their Trevon Walker, the guy that went number one to Jacksonville. I mean, those are some really good players that, that went pro. Um, and when you have a six six three hundred and seventy five pound guy playing nose guard, that changes everything. When a guy can run a four seven, I mean, like when you have a guy like that, it just and and I know like Jalen Carter is is really good, but he's not he's uh, he's really good. He's probably gonna get drafted higher than than Jordan Davis, but he's a quicker, more explosive guy, which is I think easy. Which is gonna sound crazy. I think he's easier to block than a guy who's 6'7", 360 that runs a 4'7". Because you just you can't emulate a guy who's that big and that quick like Jordan Davis was. And Jordan Davis won every trophy known to man last year. He was unanimous All-American. Um, you know, I mean, he was a top 10-ish pick. But he, I mean, that guy was, he was really good. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, David Greenshaw, thank you. I got to throw this up on the board. Thank you for... The super chat. How do you see the run pass balance in this game? God, I want to say something better than like 65 35, but I just, you know, like I said, Ryan, when Ryan Day panics, which he's panicked in the games that we've lost, he turns into Chuck and Charlie, man, and he just forgets about the running game and he throws it like he did it against Oregon, uh, did it against Michigan the last two years. Uh, I'm going to say 65 35. I could see it being 70 30. Just because, again, yeah, Ryan, he's the kind of guy that if, if it's not working early, he just abandons it and says, you know, let's go get that perfect pass play called. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go 70-30 pass because I just think that that's how he's wired. I don't think he's interested in running the ball. I don't think he he believes in the physicality that comes with running the ball. And I think that's one of his his worst uh, traits as a, as a coach is that he just doesn't like to run the ball. Nevada, what um, what do you see from a run pass uh, balance in this game versus Georgia? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be about sixty forty. And you know, back to your you know one of your earlier points about Jalen Carter. I mean, if, if you want to see the one way, the kryptonite for Jalen Carter, the one way to get that guy to be less effective, run tempo against him. The teams that have run tempo against him, when they run tempo against him, you know what Jalen Carter does? He stands at the line. He literally stands at the line. And it, so I, I don't know about you, but if, if I'm playing against him, that's what I want him doing. I want him standing at the line with his hands on his hips. That's what Ohio State has to do. Um, you know, Ryan Day was a little cagey earlier this week when he was asked about tempo. They're, you know, talking about it. I personally think they're going to run a lot of tempo. I hope maybe that's just my hope that they'll stick with it and run a lot of tempo instead of do the check with me so I can p pretend I'm the quarterback and call the perfect play for the sideline routine. But uh, yeah, you want to neutralize Jalen Carter, run tempo, go fast, get get him gassed out, and uh, maintain that 60-40 balance right there, and uh, let's go get a victory. 
yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. I, I think that that's the way to, uh, anytime you're going against good D linemen and a deep defensive line rotation, the way to stop the rotation is just to run tempo because they literally aren't allowed to rotate. Because if you don't sub and you keep your same personnel on, they can't sub. You're allowed to go as fast as you can, and that's what Nick Saban got. A, he got angry about because you know he runs that deep D line and plays eight guys, nine guys, and those guys are literally they're physically trained to play like three plays, and then they they jog off, and someone else jogs in, and then they get you know the Gatorade and stand there for a second, and then they jog back in and. But when you go tempo, they got to play like four, five, six, seven straight plays. And man, we did that up at Penn State in 2012 with Tom Herman. Second half, we stunk on offense and we decided to run tempo. And they had a really, 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 excuse me, good defensive tackle. And he was just standing up by the, by, by the sixth, seventh play because they're just so gassed. They're not used to it. You know, again, like when you're a, you know, a D lineman. And, I, and this isn't just a Georgia thing, an Ohio State thing. This is just how football's played. I mean, you know, in the NFL, those guys, you know, Aaron Donald doesn't play every single snap. Those guys rotate in and out. They get a blow. Um, you know, when you're a defensive lineman versus being an offensive lineman, you know, defensive linemen have to pursue the football. So if there's a running play, the D linemen are expected to run to the ball every play. That's how, that's how good defense and pursuit is taught. You know, the O linemen, once the play is gone, you're just kind of standing there and you kind of walk to the next spot and – walk to the huddle whatever you know and it was it was funny because when i when i was coming up as a young buck and i played for the chicago bears and even when i played it you know in my high school at perry you know i used to always i was always taught to run to the ball even on offense like run to the ball and so that was how i was always geared was to run to the ball you never know if or, if a, you know a, a ball's gonna get punched out you never know if a, your guy blows his hamstring or breaks his leg and the ball comes flying out you know you could be the guy that that, that gets in and that never happened but you, know, you see it happen at times where you'll see like the one lineman hustling downfield, dive on a ball that gets punched out on the ground and say, oh, he, his hustle saved the drive or saved the game or saved the season. So, And and I just like to run to the ball because you know, you should keep the people off your guy. You know, if, if Beanie gets tackled or there's three guys on the ground and you know there, there's some crazy stuff going on in the pile, like you can peel those guys off of them and pick them up. So I always I always like to help my skill guys up because and they always liked that because you kept them clean. But, you know, when Tom Herman got to Ohio State, he said he told our guys not to run to the ball, which is the most counterintuitive thing I've ever heard in the history of football. Because, you know, when I was with Chicago Bears, like with Harry Heastand, it was like I had to run to the ball every play. And he would kill us if we didn't run to the ball. Now, he didn't do that to the veterans, but when you're a rookie, you, you don't, you got to do whatever he, tell, he tells you to do. So, um, but, you know, with Tom and, and the way we ran tempo, he's like, you guys stay, you know, where the ball is and that's it. You know, you don't, you don't run to the ball. You're always getting ready, getting set, getting ready to go so that we can call plays and run plays even faster. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I guess. you know, I, I, I still didn't really agree with that because, especially in practice, I was trying to keep those guys in shape, those big fat boys. And I'd say, look, you know, go run 10 yards after the ball is gone just so you can get a little bit more cardio instead of just sitting there like a big turd. Um, you know, and so we, I'd still make them run, even though Tom hated that. But it is what it is. Like, I, I wanted those guys to stay in shape and get some conditioning. And Nevada um, – what percentage of the game would you, if you're Ryan Day, what percentage of the game would you run tempo? I, I'd run it every play. I would, I would, I would go tempo and try to run a little. I mean, eighty percent of the plays, ninety percent of the plays. I, I wouldn't use it as a uh, as a gimmick. I wouldn't use it as just a one series thing. I would just try to. I would just try to go fast and just try to just completely. Uh, Georgia would never expect that, and Georgia that would that would keep them. 
so off balance that would keep them, uh, their big guys from being able to physically dominate, keep them from substituting. And if you could pull that off, uh, that'd be something else. That's what I would do. I, I 80, 90% of the time I'd be, I'd, I'd be going fast. See, like my thing is like, if I'm the coordinator or I'm the O-line coach or I'm playing offensive line, I want to do anything that the defense hates. Like I want to cut those guys. I want to you know, wham block Jalen Carter. I want to go tempo so that he looks tired and his film looks terrible. Anything those guys hate. I love like, I, cause I love to agitate and harass and, and do that stuff to the defense. And, and I think that, you know, you let them off the hook by going slow, but don't check with me and then look back and then look back again. It's just like, that gives them a chance to recuperate where it's like when you go fast, man, I'm telling you, like I just, I've seen defenses die on the vine because they can't, they can't rotate. They're used to rotating. What are these guys doing? These guys can't do this. I mean, again, if Nick Saban is making a big stink about tempo and how it hurts players and it injures players. And then, you know, you're on the right, you're on the right track when Nick Saban's trying to get, uh, get stuff, um, you know, patched out of the game, essentially like, Oh, we can't, you guys can't run tempo. Cause it's a, it's a danger to the game. I was like, no, it's not. You guys having linebackers that run a four, two and weigh 250 pounds is a danger to the game. Uh, another super chat. Appreciate this, David, uh, safety play good until Michigan. We need it again. I honestly don't, I can't remember the last time I saw our safeties play as bad as they did against Michigan. Um, Nevada, I, I know we've watched, we watch, Obviously, we watch every game. We break it down. Have you ever seen a, a performance that bad by our safeties? I mean, because that was bad. And, and that's why I, I just have this conversation with Georgia. It's like, there's no way they can play that bad again. Because they're good players. Like, Ronnie Hickman's a really good player, you know. Uh Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Uh, um, Lathan Ransom was like a fringe All-American type player, and they just played terrible in that game. And, like, I, I just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the moment. I don't know if anxiety i don't know if i don't know what it was the plan whatever it was they ate a bad bowl of spaghetti before the game i don't know um but i just i can't see our safeties being that bad again especially when these guys are trying to go to the league they're going to play against these two dominant tight ends or they're going to have a real chance to make a mark um in the mind of nfl scouts uh what's your take on the safety play and can it possibly be that bad again against georgia <clears throat> no, it was it, look it was it was really when you break it down to its simplest and i know people like to kind of have these ones where they boil complex issues down to like little, little easily understandable blurbs, but it was guys just not doing their job, trying to do too much. And even, you know, ransom who, you know, there's no bigger fan of Lathan ransom 
than me. But there was two you know plays. Two of the five big plays were on him, where he didn't do his job, where he didn't do his his responsibility, where he had an easy play just to do his responsibility. Instead, he tried to do something else, and it turned into a big play and turned into a touchdown. So, you know, those are things that you know that that's what turned the game. You know, Jim Knowles was asked today. You know, did the game really turn on those five big plays? And his answer was yes. And I thought it was you know eloquently simple and straightforward and right to get right to the point. So um, I, I think they've really stressed the importance of team defense guys doing their jobs, playing their responsibilities, you know, sticking to their job. I think they're going to come out against Georgia and do a much much better job of doing that. If they do that. You're eliminating those big plays. That that stuff's not happening, and uh, you've got really good, really smart football players that were just trying to do a little bit too much. Maybe the moment was uh, a little too big for them. Maybe a little bit too much emphasis on winning that game, and maybe playing as an underdog with less pressure, being able to play a little bit more relaxed, will allow them to uh, play within themselves and uh, stay within the team concept. So I'm expecting a big effort. So hopefully we we get those things cleaned up. Yeah, like Lathan. I mean, one of the plays. Um... I'm going to dig it up and, and show real quick is, you know, we, we ran, um, we call it a gap exchange where uh, the safety comes off the edge, linebacker scrapes across. Um, and again, this will be much easier. You can actually see the film of it. And he is this close to getting the running back on the ground on the, the 175 yard run. But the problem was, is that he, he stopped for a fraction of a second to, to check the quarterback pool, which was not his responsibility, you know, cause they're running read option. He's checking the quarterback again, trying to do too much. His assignment is to take the running back. And I've played it. Like when I, when I was a defensive end in high school and team would run, team would run the rear option. And my job was to tackle the fullback on every single play, whether he has it or not, my job is to tackle the fullback. And so, you know, when you try to get, you know, cute and, and, Oh, the fullback doesn't have the ball and you peel off and you go, uh, you go grab it. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it's just like those little mistakes, those little, you know, trying to do too much things. Those turn into 75 yard touchdowns. Cause otherwise we're in pretty good shape. I mean, if, if he just goes gung ho and again, I'm, I'm going to pull this up. He's got, he's got the running back in the backfield. And, and when you guys see this, you guys are probably going to be sick, but it's just, it was one of those things where I was like, Holy cow. We were that close to having a three yard tackle for a loss instead of it being a, you know, a 75 yard touchdown. And that's, that's what, but that's what, when you play a team with equal talent, which we don't generally play teams with equal talent when you're at Ohio state, we play about, you know, we play Michigan's got equal talent. Then whoever's in our bowl game, maybe I don't think Utah did, but you know, Georgia absolutely does. It's just those little things, those little things add up and, and they can, they can sting you in the worst way. Uh, we got, Oh, super chat, David Pinteric. This is great. CJ Hicks, really good to go. Uh, he was out there in Nevada. You had um, intel two weeks ago that he was running with the twos, and it was confirmed today. Still running with the twos. Uh, your thoughts on CJ Hicks, Nevada? I mean, I mean, he's he's healthy. I mean, he's not. You know, we had all feared the worst when he kind of went down against Michigan, but no, you know, he's out there and uh, moving around, moving around pretty good. Do I think he'll be a impact player in in, in the uh, game against Georgia? Maybe on special teams. Um, you know, don't expect to see him, you know, when it matters out there on the field, but maybe he'll make a big special teams play. And I fully expect him to be a, a huge contributor for next year. Cause he's the, he's the kind of player that you want. He's that, that linebacker that can run and cover and, and hit. And I think it'll be a big, uh, 
big contributor next year, and maybe he'll make a, a big special teams play that flips the game uh, on Saturday. What you know, he was a guy that preseason I had much higher hopes for. Um, what's your reaction, man? I mean, basically, he hasn't played this year. I thought he would get a little bit more burn, given the fact he was a five-star linebacker, a position of need. Obviously, you know, going into the season, I don't know how many people projected Tommy Eichenberg to be uh, the monster that he turned into, but you know what? What is your reaction to uh, to the production that we got out of out of CJ so far this year? And what do you see out of him next year? Um, it sounds like Tommy could be coming back, which would be great. Uh, but you well, know, I, I just I love your thoughts on that. Well, it's just math. It's math. It's called four, two, five. When you run, play two linebackers, and your two linebackers are Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers, there's just not a lot of room for for somebody else. I mean, you remember, you know, notice the third linebacker in that, the captain, Roger Mitchell, is now transferring because there's just not enough playing time for him out there. So I think CJ just got caught in a uh, in a numbers game. I don't think it's any reflection of of his play, but. You know, when you're only playing two linebackers and you're not one of the top two, and you got guys like Cody Simon and and Chip at the time and and Pele, I mean, you've got a, you know, a lot of guys out there that are trying to get out there on the field. And you know, for uh, for CJ, I just think he got caught in a numbers game. He's got to wait his turn, and, and his turn's probably going to be next year. What do you think? What do you think his ceiling is? Boy, you know, I think I I, I love him. I mean, I I love him as a player. I think he's a guy that I mean, I think he can be Raquan McMillan. Um, I think he's a guy that you know, he, I, he can be a, a big contributor. I, I, I loved watching him play in high school. Um, loved watching him play in the seven on seven. You know, he's one of those, those great seven on seven guys because he's, you know, big enough to stop the run, but he can cover all those guys in seven on seven out there on the, uh, on the, when it's just pitch and catch out there in the field as well. So it just, it speaks to his versatility, to his speed and uh, to his kind of his positioning as being one of those modern 2022 linebackers. So, no, I think, uh, I think he's a future NFL guy. Guy's going to play on Sundays, and we're lucky to have him. I agree. Uh, Matthew, who was harder to block between Vern Golson or Doug Worthington? And I love Doug Worthington. Doug Worthington is one of the nicest kids, one of my favorite teammates, one of the greatest dudes I've ever been around. But Vernon was harder to block. Vernon was six overall in the draft. Um, Doug had his own challenge though, because he was six seven, and I mean he looks like, like he has the arms of you know, he's like a pterodactyl. He's so wide. I mean he's got no one that I played against at Ohio State had a reach like Doug. I mean he, I mean he's just gargantuan. Um, you know when he was younger he was thinner, uh, and I don't mean that he's fat. I just mean that he was you know he was two seventy five, and you know when he got into the NFL he was playing at three thirty, uh, D tackle ish type body. Um, had a great NFL career, seven eight years in the league. Um, but Vernon was harder. Vern, it was interesting. He didn't have a ton of moves. He was kind of stiff, but he was really strong. And you saw what he did to Jake Long, and you saw what he did. Uh, you know, he had 14 sacks, I think, our our, our last year in 07. Um, big part of us having number one total defense was having Vernon and Cam Hayward as our two ends. Uh, those guys were uh, not, you know, Vernon had 14 and a half sacks, but I didn't think he was a great pass rusher, but he was a really, really strong talented dude and he would just overwhelm tackles that weren't ready for the type of strength that he had uh again and i loved vernon because like i i knew with vernon it was like i had to bring it every day in practice or i was gonna get you know i you know if if you're at ohio state you're going against a good player it's like playing corner and you, you know you gotta go against marvin every day if you don't bring it if you're not if your mind isn't right 
you're going to get humiliated on the practice field. And again, that's part of the cool thing about going to Ohio State is like, look, you can take a day off. You could, you know, stay up late or not eat right or whatever. But man, you're going to get crucified in practice. So, I mean, I was always on on my on point at practice because, you know, the practices, again, I, I hate a cliche and I think it's stupid when people say that you want to make practice harder than the game. But like, you know, when you're going against Vernon Golston, who's, you know, unanimous All-American the year that we, we came out, I mean... It, it, the gate i mean he he was the deal he was the best guy i went against all year and um it really helped me become a better player and, and obviously we see what cam hayward's probably gonna be in the nfl hall of fame or, or close to it i mean he's still ultra productive uh even given being you know 30 35 ish years old 34 ish years old uh he's still having pro bowl level success in the nfl um captain of the steelers i mean what more needs to be said? I mean, they, I mean, he's a guy they might even put put his number up in the rafters there because he's, he's been so good, so productive. He's such a great person. Walter Payton, man of the year type guy. Uh, great family. You know, Cam Cam is a guy that I was really close with. Uh, when he was a freshman, I was a senior. I used to give him a ride home to, from practice every day because he didn't have a car. Uh, you know, I had my Honda Accord, my old dinky Accord, and Cam Hayward and myself, two big dudes rolling in the Accord back to the dorms. And uh I just love the kid to death. Uh, one of my, again, one of my favorite players I've ever been around. And, you know, it's, that's the funny thing is like, you guys want to kill each other every day in practice. And then all of a sudden after practice, give them right home and, and, and your boys. But is, you know, again, that's like kind of that edginess that you need. And then, you know, when you're done, when, when it's over for the day, it's done. Um, but God, what a career he's had. Um, Nevada, Real quick, I'm going to no, head no, in. No, no, Go ahead. hold on here. I've got a, we've got a super, super, super chat here that says, what was, was Vernon Golston pharmaceutically enhanced? And if so, what was his regimen? So what, what's, what's the answer I, to that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, just, just chicken breast and, uh, and good eating Jamba juice maybe or something. No, like I, I, I just think some guys just have genetics. Like, I mean, I think genetically, yeah, now now could could guys be taking juice? Maybe I don't know. I mean, Vernon <laughs> Vernon didn't strike me as a guy that was on juice, but I mean, anything's possible. Again, he's you know he he worked hard, but I mean, he wasn't like some guy that was the gym rat. Like I mean, you know, people thought I was on juice, and I was like, I mean, I took creatine, but like I don't I don't know where to buy that stuff. I don't want to buy that stuff. Like I don't, you know, again, like when when they say that it makes your your testes small, I'm like. I don't want to do that. Screw that. Like I can just go work out a little bit harder and be just as ripped as the guys that are on juice and now stronger than most of the guys that are on juice. Cause again, like to get strong, it's not really that hard. You know I mean? And there's only a certain level of strength you need to play in the NFL. You don't, you know, if you bench 600 pounds or 400 pounds, like once you hit a certain level, it's all kind of the same. You know, it's not like you're going to be that much better if you're a 600 pound bencher than a 400 pound bencher uh, when you're playing offensive line. Now, if you're in a powerlifting contest or if you're in Mr. Olympia or, you know, if you're in the the rush on the Russian Olympic team, that might be different. But I don't know. I mean, that's something that that we talk about with with the steroid thing. And like, people think everybody juices. I I don't know. I know that some guys juiced, um, but I I don't know who. Uh, I I know one guy that got popped for it. But I you know again, it's just he was a guy that it was just obvious. Um, but I don't know. Like I I don't. I don't think it's as prevalent as people think. Now, I could be dead wrong, and it could, and everybody could have Victor Conte at the dorm room right now getting shot up to play, but I don't know. You know, and again, like now there's more money and there's NIL. So, you know, it's a lot easier to do it if these guys are going to do it because they can actually buy the designer stuff that's expensive because they've got millions of dollars laying around. So instead of buying a second G Wagon, they could, they could do that. But I, 
I don't know. But like, again, I, I used to always laugh when people would accuse me of that. Cause I, I would do something like the one day we were working out in the summer and we, we did this thing, these green band benches, which is the green bands are like those super thick bands. If you guys work out at the gyms, get the, you know, the real. And so we were doing band bench. So they strapped these bands on. And when you put the two green, it's like a hundred pounds of resistance. So I put like 315 on top of the green band. So that was like 405, but you know, it gives you resistance on the way down. And I, I, and I was repping it for sets of five. And the next day I got a drug test notice. And I'm like, you guys are so stupid. So, you know, I, I end up like take my test done never sweated it like i mean and, and i get like when i was in the nfl my rookie year i got drug tests like six times like constant drug tests because i think it was because you know at the combine i had low body fat i i did really well on the bench and they're like this guy's got to be on gear and i was like i just i never i never I, I never even thought to take it because again i was already strong enough like my my issue was never strength it was always just you know flexibility and and not getting hurt because i i had significant injuries in college significant injuries in the nfl so you know i i don't know like like for me it it it, it didn't make sense but you know for for some guys like you know like lebron and, and some of these guys that you're know, rumored to be on hgh you know, he's 38 years old he's still playing high level ball after playing basketball in the nba for 20 years like you know no, nothing at this point in my life nothing would surprise me all right let me well, uh, i love i love no, no, but kirk i do love your idea though that's a great marketing thing instead of uh donate money so we can get this guy another bentley you know the better designer drugging drug regimen that i think that's got some appeal i, I think you uh you might have hit on something there well i mean i i lunch with a guy you know who is who is in a branch of the military highly specialized forces now i was like how prevalent is that and he's like oh we all do it and i was like i mean you know because I mean, he, he described his regimen and how many miles they did and, and, you know, lugging, you know, hundred pound knapsacks and, you know, 70 mile run. And, and I'm like, God, I'd do anything I could to recover from that. Cause you know, I mean, that's, you know, they, they just do stuff. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but many health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. That's so insane when you say it out loud that you can't believe humans can do it, but they do it. They do it. This is their natural training. You know, those guys... Uh, they put their body through the paces and and again like you know when it's when it's an endurance sport you know and you can recover faster then that's the name of the game and you know they don't you know I, again like when you're a soldier and and you got to go fight and you got to keep your body fresh so that you can stay alert and stuff like hey i don't judge i don't care you know and and if everybody if they made it completely legal whatever i don't care because I, I like you said i think that the really really high level stuff is obviously 10 steps ahead of the testing you know the testing is kind of like the dr cluso like try to chase after these guys and 
I don't know. Like it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but hey, like I, I don't I don't think Vernon Juice, and I could be dead wrong. I could you could be like Kirk, you're an idiot, no clue. I mean, he looked like Adonis. I mean, obviously people saw the pregame photos and and all that, and 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 and, and you know how jacked he was, but. You know, like San Antonio Holmes, like, you know, he was absolutely jacked and he would eat like, you know, three, you know, he'd eat like a double cheeseburger, fries, McFlurry, you know, like, I mean, and he'd have like an eight pack and, you know, like some guys just genetically are just better than, than, than you are and, and I am. So I don't know. I, I think it just, it just kind of depends. Um, but you know, again, that's, that's a fascinating subject and this could go on for about 20 hours. And if you guys are bored and want to watch the, one of the greatest documentaries ever made? Watch Icarus on Netflix, where it talks about the Russian doping scandal and the Olympics. And you know, again, that's why I, I like you know anything's possible with, with this stuff. But I don't know. Like for Vernon, though, I, I would say no, just because I he didn't strike me as that kind of guy. I mean, he was a guy that was one of probably the most quiet teammate I ever played with. So he wasn't like some roid rage freak out, you know. Because a lot of times, you know, those guys take that stuff. They've got acne and they've got you know all these these mood balances and. I never saw that out of Vern. I mean, Vern was like a church mouse, basically. Um, great player, but quiet. Uh, any other stuff? Since we did not have a super chat on that. Uh, no, just uh, yeah. So Bobby Bonds or Barry, Barry Bonds. Now, now we're, I'm, I'm getting off track. Let's uh, let's go on. Let's go on with any other questions we have. What What about Barry Bonds? Uh, we, you don't think he used either, do you? Well, he. I mean, his head was like ten times bigger, and he weighed like three hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's some guys, it's just so obvious, you know, but I mean, do you, do you think, I mean, you think targets aren't juice. You've always said that, um, you know, allegedly, well, I mean, you know, allegedly, but it's like some, some guys, it just, you know, when, when there's all the smell tests, it's kind of like Lance Armstrong, you know, past 8 million tests, but then it turns out he was juicing the whole time. You know, like liver King, your boy, the liver King, who's the big TikTok guy, who's got like in eight pack abs and he, you know, he claims he's like bull testicles. And that's why he's big and strong. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I think if it, if it smells too much like it, it's probably happening. Um, but again, I, and I could just be completely stupid and naive with, with Vernon, but I, I didn't, I never thought it. I mean, again, I, you, you know, the guys that juice, you know, you can always kind of see it. You can see how they act, you know, they're kind of all over the place. Um, Cause like the mood swings is always a big dead giveaway to me. Uh, you know, the ups and downs, the depression, all that. It's like, you know, how I many, how many of these bodybuilders end up killing themselves because they're depressed, you know, because they don't think they look good enough or because they're, you know, that stuff, that stuff really messes with your mind. And I just, I don't know. Vernon was always a pretty steady dude. Um, do you want to break this play down or do you have any other like stupid things that we could talk about? Like steroids nope. and Barry Bonds. Nope. And nope. Ken, Go to the play. Ken, Ken Chiaminetti. All right. Go to so the play. We've got, uh, Tony Mandarish. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. Oh, allegedly. Go um, pack, go. Oh yeah, you're right. He was he was a Packer. All right, this is booting up. So this is the play. Uh, we're gonna run this just real quick. This is our you know, and again. This is this is doing your job, being a safety. So yeah, here's Lathan. His responsibility is to tackle the running back. Um, you know, we're doing a gap exchange here. And this is just like about the easiest play you could ever run. Um, it's just a front a front side zone. And if you watch it, I run it all the way through. Just watch Lathan. He pauses right there. Watch him pause right there. 
and, and, and he looks back at the quarterback. This is not his job. He stops here, kind of dead legs, look a Euro step. And if he just keeps running, that is a loss of two. But he doesn't, and he stops, tries to do too much, and the result. So, again, you know, it's just the little stuff like that where, you know, and then you watch, you know, our, uh, you watch our, you know, our, our, our G, Tehran, right here, get, get crushed, get put up on one leg by the guard. And their guard's a good player, but, you know, this is, this is almost ridiculous. Like, that's something that happens in peewee football when you get that kind of surface and, and jack a guy. And they, you know, they end up blocking it, and Tommy doesn't fit the right gap. So, you know, we have three guys don't do their job on a play. Um, but, you know, the guy, I mean, Lathan's got this thing. This thing's dead to rights. If he just runs, he's tackling him in the backfield, at least getting a hold of an ankle, letting the guys rally to the ball. But, you know, again, he's trying to do too much. Because, again, who's the quarterback player? Ronnie Hickman. He's got him. Dead to rights. Great. This is a great call by Jim Knowles. This is a perfect defense. But when guys don't do their jobs, um, you know, and I'll just let, let it run the whole way, but when guys don't do their jobs, this is a result. So, you know, so Jim Knowles sitting up in there, he's like, you know, he's looking at the formation, the handoff. He's like, oh, we, we got it covered. It's a wrap. It's done. And, you know, when you don't do your job, and again, like, I'm not trying to be Bill Belichick and repeat the same dumb phrase over and over again, but like, that's how close it is in football. And, you know, that's why, you know, against Georgia, if these guys just do what they're supposed to do, believe in the plan, and trust, and again, the biggest thing is just trusting that your teammate is going to do their job. Because right there, Lathan tried to do too much. I mean, he should have had a tackle for a loss. That should have been two-yard gain or still in the game. And instead, it goes for 75. You know, Teron doesn't hold his gap. Gets launched into orbit. Uh, you know, Tommy picks the wrong gap. You know, Tommy Tommy didn't fit two of these runs, and, and it costs us 75 yards. Now, again, do we have to be ultra-aggressive where if one guy's not in the gap, it's a 75-yard touchdown? I don't know. That's Jim Knowles' choice. But, I mean, that, that call he had was perfect. You know, we just didn't execute it. So, Nevada, your thoughts on that? Again, like I said, I, you know, the safety play was as disappointing as I've ever seen. It was just so bad. Um, but, yeah, know. yeah, but, that, but that's where you, where you have dumb people going, oh, Jim Knowles was too aggressive on that play. And it's like the play, the, the play call was perfect. The play call yeah. was perfect. All he's got to do is do his job. Hickman's got the quarterback coming out. And if he wants to come out the backside, Lathan drives right across and hits the running back. And the play's a two-yard loss, and we go back and we line up for whatever the next play is. But instead, like you said, he dead legs it. He goes there. The guy squirts through 75 yards, and all of a sudden, Knowles is an idiot. Knowles is a Big 12 defensive coordinator. Knowles can't get it done at Ohio State. And it's like... And boy, I have a lot of empathy for guys when you dial it up perfectly, and then guys just just inexplicably have a uh, have a brain cramp and something goes wrong, and now all of a sudden you you know your uh, your sister's getting death threats on on, on DMs, you know on on Twitter, and it's like I mean, come on, so no, it's uh it's I I I don't think that's going to happen again. I think stuff like that was uh was a byproduct of just a crazy, crazy game and, and uh, you know, crazy, crazy second half really against Michigan. And I don't think it's going to happen again. And I think we're going to have a much better result uh, as a result. I mean, honestly, if I was Ryan day, I would probably just stay on the field and scrimmage for halftime. I would just, all right, we're just going to go good on good and run 10 plays against each other. And then Georgia can come back out of the locker room. Cause 
you know, we were in great shape. We went into that locker room, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if these guys listened to the wrong song, took a nap. But, you know, we got outscored like 28 to 3 in the second half. And, I mean, you know, we we, you know, we, we biffed that fit on that run. Uh, we biffed the fit – or we biffed the, the fake punt – you know, and again, and, and and I think that a guy that, you know, who I love to death, who who wants, you know, redemption more than anybody in the world is Tommy Eichenberg. Because Tommy, on two of these long runs, Tommy didn't get to his gap. You know, and Tommy has played at, at just an outstanding level all year. Very angry guy, very prideful guy, uh, cold-blooded killer type guy. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna go back in the film room, break down... Uh, this was the the second to last long run. The one you're watching before is the last one. So here we're running our Jack defense, which I don't, I don't love. I get why you do it. Um, so you got you got Sawyer here as the stand up as the Jack. Um, you know you got your two ends here. Um, and, and again, this is just an inside give. This isn't a this isn't a crazy. You know, I mean that that's a that's literally the first play you you put in in football. And and obviously you know when we've got guys. Um, not making, you know, Lathan's got to be the eraser there and make that tackle. But, you know, this is just a dive. I mean, this is, this is, this is the first play you put in on, on the first day of, uh, of practice. So, you know, you got, you got your all world center. Um, you know, we stunt out of, out of it, which again, this is just kind of bad luck. Um, and, and, you know, you're running, I don't know if this is a cross dog. I don't think it is. Cause I don't, I think if it was, if it was a true cross dog, he'd be hitting it a lot harder than it does. Um, but you know, I mean, we've got, this gap is good. This gap is good. Tommy doesn't get to his gap, you know? So, I mean, you've got the C, you've got the B, but the A gap is, is, is bad. So, you know, and that's all it takes, you know? And again, is this, is this a hold? This, this, this might be a hold. Is that ever going to get called? Probably not. Um, you know, Jack, Jack is working, you know, the backside A, he's working the B, he's working frontside A. And, you know, again, this is, but this is just football. One guy's out in his gap and it's gone. And then, you know, and, and this, this really made me angry and I'm not going to go crazy on, on Denzel Burke, but, you know, Denzel, like right, right here, you know, he, you know, he's like, he's in man, you know, Lathan's got to make this angle, but right here he sees this guy's running with the ball and he doesn't run to the ball, which again, that's either taught or allowed in football. So when, when you're not turning and I mean, and, and again, and, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 this this right here, maybe this is as fast as Denzel can run. But I don't think it is. I mean, I mean, I mean that looks as fast. That, that's not as fast as I can run. But is he really? Is that all out? Like again, like you look at Lathan, he's turning, trying to make the play, doesn't make the play because he has to make this play. He has to get him on the ground. Poor angle. But you know, by the time he realizes Lathan misses the tackle, Denzel's already been jogging for ten steps. So it, it's a wrap. It's over. And, and that kid's really fast. So, I mean, you can't, but, but again, like that's just part of it. You know, Denzel decides not to run to the ball. Um, Lathan misses the tackle and 75 yards. And again, I think that's completely unacceptable. And I, and again, you know, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be, you know, brotherhood or whatever, but it's like, you know, if you're going to jog the ball against Michigan and we're going to give up, you know, 8 million yards on five plays, then that's just part of it. So we'll play it all the way through and then we'll dip out of here. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah. Late, I think you, running. Can cut, you, you you can cut it off before he scores. I don't want to see him score. Yeah, but I there you go. Yeah, well, there's a lot lot of them to pick from. 
So, but now, yeah. but it's just like little stuff like that when you're when you're trying to play championship level ball, man. And, and again, I no one lost as many big games. I mean, we lost to Florida and LSU, and it's like you know, you look at especially the LSU game that was close. It was you know, it was a fourteen point game, which it's not super close, but when you do stupid things like that and you personal fouls and you know you screw up a, a fake punt like i mean when you're playing a team with equal talent it's like it's that close to, to a win or a loss and the you know those little things all add up and, and again you never know what play it's going to be i mean a lot of times you don't even know until you watch the next day in film and, and you see um i don't know what what was screwed up so uh any reaction to that nevada again that's why i say like i mean could our, could our guys play harder yeah could our guys play better yeah uh i i just i haven't seen a game where they've played that bad in a long time and, and i'm like man these guys are do like tommy eichenberg you know not getting to those two gaps and, and i love tommy tommy's one of my favorite players one of the guys that i'm i'm proudest of after you know getting kind of panned all last year and then he comes back and has an all-american type year this year um I just know that has to eat at him. I know he's got to be motivated. And I, I just, I know that like guys like that, that are prideful they're going to take that seriously. They're going to, you know, be up, up late at night, you know, trying to get redemption from that. And these guys have a chance for ultimate redemption. These guys could win a national championship and that erases losing to Michigan. Like a national title trumps everything. Like if you lose to Michigan and win a national title, no one's going to care that we lost to Michigan because you get the big ring. So uh, but your reaction to that, Nevada, and we will we will wrap this thing up. We've been going for a solid hour, so we appreciate you guys that tuned in tonight. Um, but any uh, any reaction, Nevada? No, I think uh, I I just think this is a great. It's a a rare chance in life to get a do over. I think a lot of things went wrong. A lot of little things went wrong. Things that you can clean up. Things that you can clean up in thirty days, where you go back, go back to the fundamentals, go back to the emphasis on team ball and. Uh, you know, you know, fulfilling your gap responsibilities and not trying to do more than that. And I think, uh, you know, you come out and you play fundamentally sound against Georgia and we can play with anybody because the talent level is not different. The coaching level is not different. And um, I like the, the underdog role for Ohio state. And I like the lack of pressure on Ohio state. So all those things considered, I think it's a great spot for the Buckeyes, a great opportunity, a great opportunity for us to see a great game. And uh, I can't wait for Saturday. I, I totally agree. Uh, David, if you uh, can't get past 305 on your bench, weighted dips are OP. They're a great cheat code. Uh, start doing weighted dips because that helps your lockout. Uh, I started doing those, and, and that really cranked my bench up, I mean, up to oh, 550. So uh, it was yeah, that, that's a big help. Uh, work your back, uh, kind of do front and back. But pull-ups help. It either sounds crazy to help a bench, but it kind of um, – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 
you know, body weight stuff, push-ups, you know, just do uh, some ancillary stuff and it adds up instead of just bench, 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 bench. So that's my uh, thought on the bench. So there's a super chat to that. I got to answer that one. Uh, appreciate you guys tuned in. Appreciate you, David. That was a great question. Uh, yeah, I, I just look at it and, you know, it, it, going into the big games, uh, the 0-2 Miami game where people were nervous and scared were going to get killed, uh, the 14 Alabama game, which I picked Ohio State to win, People are nervous and scared we're going to get killed. Um, this Georgia game, it feels it feels like the Alabama game, but that I mean that Alabama team had Derrick Henry and TJ Yeldon and Amari Cooper and uh on defense they had uh Landon Collins and they had uh Deron Payne and they had uh, the big the, the one big D tackle, Jer- uh Jonathan Allen, who's a hundred million dollar D tackle for the Redskins. I mean, they had some really good players on that defense, and like I I don't know. I mean, I, I watched their again. I keep going back to the the parallels where I watched them play Auburn in fourteen, and they gave up like six hundred yards of offense to Auburn, and I was like, and Auburn wasn't even that good, and so I'm like, I know Alabama scares everybody, and everybody pees their pants when they see Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide, but I just look at numbers. I'm a big numbers guy, and I'm like, you know, when Alabama was really good on defense, they would give up like thirty yards rushing in a game and they gave up like 300 yards rushing that game to Auburn or 280 or some crazy number. Um, and that's kind of how I feel with, with Georgia and people keep saying, well, they were garbage yards and whatever when they, that, you know, LSU threw for 500 the last game, but you know, LSU was terrible last year. They were decent this year, but they still had like four losses and they had their backup quarterback and they're just throwing it all over Georgia's defense. And if you'll say, Oh, you know, they're up and they didn't care. I'm like, dude, Georgia's never stops coaching. Like those coaches, Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart, they coach until the last dog dies. They don't stop and say, oh, well, we're up by five touchdowns. So everybody just, you know, uh, drink Gatorade and chill on the sideline. Those guys are going crazy. They're playing their starters deep into the game. And LSU was throwing the ball all over them. And again, you know, we've got CJ. If CJ decides to be the guy, be a man and go, you know, go play ball and go be a leader and go be a legend, then we win. And if he doesn't, then we don't. I mean, it really is going to come down to if CJ wants to go win the game because he's he's that talented, but in big games, he hasn't been great. I don't count the Utah game as a big game because it's a bowl game nobody really cared about. Um, Utah was good. Obviously, the matchup of Jackson Smith and Jigba versus a running back, we exploited it to death. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, like the, the Michigan games, Oregon, this one, you know, like CJ's got a, he's got a chance to, to change his legacy right now, and I think it's going to come down to to him Marvin and Emeka, you know, because I think we'll be able to pass block these guys. I think we have to help on Jalen Carter. If we don't help on Jalen Carter, they should just fire the entire offensive staff because he's their best player in defense by far. And my biggest pet peeve in football is when you don't give a guy like Matt Jones or Donnie uh, Jackson help on a guy who's that good, you know, because they don't have two of them. They only got one of those guys. Their ends are their ends are okay. They're not great, um, but he is like incredible, like number one overall pick type good. So you have to stop that guy. You can't let that guy get off and get two sacks and pressures and tackle for loss. And, you know, he's got, he only has three sacks on the year. So it's not like he's coming into the game with 15 sacks and got his stats, but he has a lot of pressures. You know, you watch him on until, I mean, he is twitched up dude and you, you have to help. And urban Meyer said, use a back to help, which means chip. Um, I don't think you can chip a, a D tackle as well as an end, obviously. Um, but I think that, you know, there's ways, there's mechanisms to control that guy that smart offensive teams can do. And you can wear those guys out when you know you can't block them. Um, 
So we'll wrap this Nevada. Uh, any closing thoughts? We'll do this again tomorrow night, probably a little bit earlier. Uh, but any closing thoughts out of you, Nevada? Uh, just thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for the great support for uh, these videos and for our website. And uh, just really appreciate everybody and look forward to seeing everybody on BuckeyeScoop.com. I, yeah, again, this is, uh, these are fun to do. We love doing these live shows because you guys help drive the content. Uh, you guys have fantastic questions. So we appreciate you guys tuning into these. This has kind of been something that we've, uh, we've really, you know, found a lot of joy in doing. Uh, again, we are on BuckeyeScoop.com all day, every day. And it's very interesting because there's never been a better time to be on a board, to be in a community than now. I mean, with the transfer portal, coaching updates, player news, uh, it, you know, recruiting, it is just nonstop every day. We live on that board. We appreciate you guys that are on at BuckeyeScoop.com. It's been a blast. Uh, we, and again, you guys run the show there. Uh, you guys drive the community. It is a great community. So thank you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please leave us a like, click subscribe, comment down below. Who needs to be the MVP of the game for Ohio State for us to beat the Georgia Bulldogs? I need a name. And also, shout out where you guys are from. I love when you guys do that. It's always cool hearing you guys from basically all over the globe. Um, we've had people in China, Japan, uh, you know, South Korea, all over the place that tune in. So we appreciate you guys. I hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So as always, thank you. Buckeye Nation, and thank you, Scoop family. It is almost time to beat the Bulldogs. We're two days away. It's going to go fast. I'll see you on the message boards on Ask Insiders on BuckeyeScoop.com. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great rest of your day. Go Bucks. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.